Welcome to the Kyra Mom Podcast. Three moms who are chiropractors discussing life, health, business, and friendship. We know how hard it is to try to be everything for everybody. We believe you can do anything, but not everything. I'm Dr. Holly, lover of all things numbers and health. I'm a profit coach for chiropractors, wife to a sports chiro, and mom to two kid chefs. And I'm Dr. Sarah, founder of a wellness center in rural Wyoming. I'm a wife, mother, and lover of horses, books, and mountains. I'm Dr. Goldie, a small biz CEO, a business coach for Cairo Moms, and a wife, mother, California mermaid, and a mini farmer. If you are a stressed out, overwhelmed mom trying to do it all, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Cairo Mom Podcast, episode number two. This is Dr. Goldie Jacques Mains, and today Sarah and I, Dr. Sarah and I, will be interviewing Dr. Holly Tucker. Dr. Holly I, and I met several years ago in, an, in a mastermind um, for women chiropractors, and we hit it off. <laughs> and Sarah joined our little club a couple of years, a year later, and uh, we've sort of been <clears throat> virtually inseparable ever since. Uh, Dr. Holly is a numbers nerd and <laughs> a foodie and loves to travel. Um, she's got two little adorable boys and a handsome chiropractic husband, and they have just this beautiful... Um, healthy, active life that they're living, um, sharing chiropractic with the world and with students and with athletes and spreading good food and good nutrition. <laughs> Having you in my life, Dr. Holly, is just a blessing and a joy, so thank you. Yes, thank you, Dr. Goldie. <laughs> yes, it's been such it's been such a joy to get to know you, and we just we just have such a good good rapport, and and she just has all the great the greatest insights on all things. I I just love when I can ask her advice. So Holly, tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on in your life right now. Yeah, so jump right in. As you all know, I am a chiropractor. Um, I sometimes in the last year or two have had a hard time with identifying exactly it is what I do <laughs> because I am still a chiropractor. Uh, my husband and I practiced together for seven years, um, small town, East Tennessee practice. Um, and that's where the brand active family came from. Um, and then we got the opportunity to completely change things up a bit. He was hired to be a, a sports chiropractor for a D one school. And so we moved our whole life and practice and everything um, to a new city. So I have been toying around with um, different practice settings, I will say. Um, and I'm finally sort of finding my groove doing things out on my own. I can tell you that at the end of that seven years of practicing together, we definitely needed a little bit of a break. But there are definitely a lot of moments that I just miss. Like there was just a standard of, of care and, a, and just a way that we had working with each other thing. People like to, patients like to see him for some things and me for some things, or I like to see both of us for completely different things. Um, and so finding exactly what I want to do, um, has, has been a journey the last couple of years. So that has definitely led me to exactly where we are right now. We are venturing into a podcast. Um, I became 
um, a chiropractic coach this past year, um, helping chiropractors implement um, a profit first like system within their businesses, managing cash flow. Um, I love working with students and interns, new graduates, um, you know, solo docs, you know, women that, that know that they can practice the way that they want to, and maybe they just don't have that business side of it. So I got a lot of that um, before chiropractic school. I worked in a medical setting, um, and I'm just a very by-the-book type of person. I like rules. I like structure. I love numbers. Um, it's just all very black and white to me. So that's me in a nutshell where I am right now. Like Goldie said, I do have two little boys. Um, they love to make cooking videos. I'm very passionate about simple whole food nutrition. And so we got them in the kitchen when they were two and three years old and um, started making videos just for family and stuff like that. And so we've kind of turned it into more of a following. And my oldest chef, Tristan, will be out shopping somewhere at the farmer's market. And he'll just start up a conversation about a different type of squash and tell people to go watch his videos online. So it's, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> That's cute. I didn't realize that was happening. That's awesome. <laughs> and by the way, whenever I have a question about spreadsheets or formulas, Holly yep. is my go-to person to look it over. Yep. Holly, tell us about your first chiropractic experience. Yes. So I started seeing a chiropractor when I was 16 years old. Um, very simple. It wasn't, I wouldn't even classify it as an injury. Um, I was sleeping on the couch and, um, just hurt my back and my, my dad, you know, it was, it got to the point where, you know, it was only a couple of days, but it's like, it got to the point where it's like, okay, I can't even go to school today and sit, you know, all hunched over at a desk. My posture probably wasn't the best. Um, and so he just took me to a chiropractor, his chiropractor that he'd had for years. And, you know, that was, that was the first thing. And so I saw that chiropractor and, um, it, it obviously instantly gave me relief. And I was like, Whoa, this really makes sense. And I think at the time I had been volunteering at the hospital, working in medical records, you know, seeing more of that, that side of things. And I had already decided at an early age that I don't like blood and guts. I don't like taking a bunch of medicines. We don't have to, let's, let's try to find like the real cause of this. So when I landed in the chiropractic office, it was like everything he was talking about just made so much sense. So, um, but yeah, he started joking around at one point about me going to chiropractic school. And I was, I think I was a declared major in psychology at the time. And I was like, you know, that actually kind of makes more sense because I didn't feel like my psych degree, like I would only go into further degrees with the psych, but I didn't see myself being like a clinician in that field. So, um, so yeah, chiropractic just made sense to me. And so that's how I ended up here. Holly, what are some of your favorite podcasters that you're listening to right now? Oh, so I have to give a shout out to Natalie Ekdahl, the Biz Chicks podcast. I actually think that was like the first podcast that I had ever listened to. Um, that and like some home organizing ones, but the ones that I still listen to to this day, like every week I look forward to episodes are definitely Biz Chicks um, and Carol Cox's Speaking Your Brand. Um, again, I love structure. I love finding that, um, you know, finding your voice is very important, but finding how to communicate that effectively um, is important for pretty much anything that you do in life, but especially when it comes to marketing a practice or marketing a business um, or becoming a leader and having your own sorts of thoughts about things and how you want to help people through in the world. So both of those two, I feel like have really helped me find my voice. All right, so we have all read the book. Well, 
um, Holly and I have read the book and Goldie did not finish it, but that's okay. <laughs> um, the Gretchen Rubin's book about the four tendencies and we all know our tendency now. And if you haven't, if you haven't read that book or you don't know your tendency, I highly recommend looking it up. But Holly, tell us about your tendency and how that's like affects your life. Yes. So I thought I was an upholder. I really wanted to be an upholder. So if you don't know, there are four. It's upholder, obliger, rebel, and a questioner. Okay. So when I read the book, I immediately identified, I think I listened to the book or took the quiz online. I immediately identified with upholder, but have come to find that I'm actually an obliger. Like I just, unless I have a deadline for something, unless, unless I'm doing things with other people and it has to be done at a certain time, just like this podcast, you know, I, I really just thrive in that environment more collaboratively, which is weird because I always grew up, like if I was the one like in a group project or something, like I was the one just doing all the work and nobody else was really doing anything. Like I'm kind of a natural born leader, but I have to have other people around me to kind of hold me to that. So I'm definitely an obliger. Holly, what makes you lose track of time? This is a good question. So a couple of things come to mind. I can lose track of time trying to organize things or make things pretty. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I have recently um, been gifted my she attic, I guess I would say, in my own home. <laughs> she attic yes tell them tell them more about that (laughs) so dr goldie has a she shed right that's her space (laughs) so i have my she attic because um i really just like things to look a certain way and be a certain way and if i'm in the middle of the mess of my home with two small children i i just I i can't function like even when the kids like it's hard for me to even play with the kids if the room is messy sort of thing. I don't know if I have OCD or what's going on, but that is a way I can lose track of time is like, I just get too caught up in the details. Um, but another way is, um, looking at pictures. I have always loved photography. I always love like the preservation of memories and stuff like that. And so I have this thing, you know, at night where I will pull up on my phone and and pull up the date, whatever day it is, like, you know, December 26th, and I'll pull up that date and look at the pictures, you know, over the years of that stuff. And before I know it, 30 minutes has passed. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. (laughs) So that's how I lose track of time. That's really great. Holly, what, tell us about um, the simplest thing that you do for self-care. I would have to say getting out of the house and going for a walk like i have i've done many things with my fitness over the years and if if ever i stray necessarily or i'm outside of some sort of routine like i know if i just get back to walking everything else will fall in place um you know i don't i've never been like a gym rat i don't really like other people watching me work out so i do things at home but it's, it's easy for me to put that on the back burner. But if I just get out of the house, and I know especially 2020 this year, sometimes that's been the saving grace of just like, okay, we just need to get out of here. It's completely safe to walk around our neighborhood or go to the park or go to the lake. We need to do that. So that, that is the simplest thing that I do. Right on. Holly, tell us about a struggle from early motherhood. What was something that was hard? Oh, goodness. So I, mother, motherhood from the get-go was a struggle for me, but it was a unexpected struggle, I guess. Um, I had actually really, growing up, was kind of grossed out by the thought of pregnancy. And uh, one of my best friends will tell you, like, I mean, yeah, I, 
like it just the whole thing just was not happening in me okay (laughs) (laughs) but then you know you grow up and you learn and I mean I went to chiropractic school and obviously started learning more about the body and especially about women's bodies and the potential that we have and what we can do is like quite amazing so I was pretty struck that point on that okay I have the confidence I know I can do this and I do want to be a mom I do want to have my own kids But then I got pregnant and it was like, I felt like utter garbage for a a whole year of my life. Like it wasn't just morning sickness, it was all day sickness. And it wasn't just the first trimester, it was 41 weeks, right? So um, I think that was the biggest struggle for me is just dedicating that much of my time and my body over to something that I really had no control over. Um, after the babies were born, I mean, I was very blessed to have two beautiful water births, um, exactly how I wanted them to be. And, you know, breastfeeding was a little bit of a struggle. You know, again, that was another one of those things that I thought would just come really naturally and it didn't. Um, and so we had to have some intervention there, but, um, really the baby stage is, is my favorite, like baby to probably like two or three years old. Just that really cute stage has been my favorite so far in motherhood. Um, you know, my kids are almost five and seven now, so, you know, maybe we'll get more fun, but I don't know. I think it's pretty hard to compete with a really cute baby, but once they were out, I was fine. So for me, the hardest part was just the pregnancy. Amen. (laughs) All right, Holly, what's the most daring thing you've ever done? Not skydiving. We all know that. So it's actually maybe a close second. I don't know. It's jumping, (laughs) jumping off a mountain, hang gliding, um, I, I did not know that what? you did that. Yes. What? So I am <laughs> I am shocked <laughs> and impressed, Holly. Um, so I I I don't like big scary things. I don't like heights. I don't like going fa- fast, like speed things, like roller coasters. Not my thing. My husband, when we first started dating, um, he actually convinced me to buy a season pass to Six Flags like before I'd ever even been there. And I was like, a part of me was like, I know this is gonna go to a waste because I'm not gonna use it, you know, whatever. (laughs) But apparently there's just something about how convincing he was or maybe how much I wanted to impress him. I don't know, so anyways, (laughs) I've only done roller coasters with him. Um, But so like later that year, we were at a conference, we actually got to go and uh, represent our school at an international chiropractic conference that was in Brazil. And um, we had been there for like, the conference is like 10 days long. We had been there for probably close to a week at this point. And these people kept going off and going hang gliding um, at this nearby mountain thing. And obviously they were coming back. They survived, right? And so a lot of people <laughs> were doing it. And my, my husband's the type of person that he would have been, he would have gone the first day, you know, but I was not, that was not happening for me. So Anyways, he convinced me, so we signed up and we went, and that's just just, the most hilarious story. So, I mean, I'm just freaked out from the get-go. So we go to, like, this little hut. Of course, you know, they they don't speak a whole lot of English, so we're signing up. You have to give them your ID, and they have to make, like, this little card for you that in case anything happens to you, they pull this card off of you to identify you. And the first thing was that they spelled my name wrong. And I was like, well, if anything happens, you know, like, they're going to be looking for Holly Rucker. I don't even know, like, what, how... (laughs) So then we drive up this mountain, tiny little mountain roads, car that feels like it's on its last leg. So we get up there and we actually um, met up with a couple of other chiropractors that were up there. So we were, this is when we were in chiropractic school, but these were some chiropractic mentors, like some big names were up there, right? I was the only female of the group of these five other guys. 
So naturally they strapped me in first. So I'm like, okay, whatever, here we go. Like, <laughs> um, so anyways, we run and we jump and jumped off the mountain. And you know, it really was like nothing. I expected there to be like a free fall feeling or something like that, but it's like literally the hardest part was just like running really fast to this, you know, your, your tether. There's another person there that's the expert. And uh, you pretty much just jump and the air catches you and it's just like you're laying down. So um, yeah, we were going out there, we were going over the beach and kind of swing out over the big, you know, big, beautiful blue ocean. Right about that time, my uh, guide answers the phone and is yelling like something is wrong. I don't know, but <laughs> we landed, oh we survived. That's my, that's my Rio story. So, um, and I was very so it's thankful. A, Holly, is this, a, was this was a tandem skydive? No, it's tandem no, it's... sky hang glide. Hang gliding, yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I was nice. imagining you doing this on your own. I was like. No. no. <laughs> Some... Still impressive. But still yeah. very impressive. I do so... have the pictures to prove it. Um, oh, I want to see these. <laughs> <laughs> if you're uh, familiar with Dr. Fab Mancini, he was one of the other doctors that went and he was um, gracious enough to, or generous enough to buy our CDs with all of our uh, photos on them for us. So Jude and I got our photos because they were like a ridiculous amount of money for a chiropractic student to pay that just to have the pictures. So anyways, he gifted that Thank to us. You, Thanks, Dr. Fab. Awesome. <laughs> so Holly, I know that you love to travel internationally. Where do you plan to travel when the pandemic is over? You know, I don't have any plans in the hopper as of yet. Um, I do want to get back to Europe. I, I love Europe. Um, and my, uh, my youngest sister is actually currently there. And so we kind of have an open door to be able to go um, whenever the doors are actually open. So um, I have been to Europe. I lived in Europe for three months um, right after chiropractic school. And I've been back for a couple conferences. And I don't know, it just feels like home to me. Although I do like exploring different cultures and everything like that. My husband has been to China and he speaks about how much he really loved that experience. And so he'd like to take the family back there to just experience a completely different culture. So I would say Asia or Europe are really, really high on our list to happen next. Hopefully sooner rather than later. (laughs) Holly, would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? I am definitely an introvert. I... Like, I just don't like, like, going to a party where I don't know a lot of people. Or even if I do know a lot of people, I'm really only going to talk to one or two people. So then why can't we just take that party, like, back home? (laughs) (laughs) Just no parties. I'm like, I always have, like, an exit strategy. Like, okay, like, how much time are you really wanting to spend here? And, I mean, obviously I do a lot of this with my husband, like, when we were social. But... Um, it's like, he's just, he's kind of like the lingerer. He's just like, wants to keep staying. And it's like, even after people are leaving, like he just wants to walk around and keep talking to people. And I'm like, no, I wanted to be like the first one out the door. So, um, yeah, I'm an introvert. Holly, what was the last book that you read or what are you reading right now? Ooh. So I, um, I listen to a lot of my books. I um, I just have not ever really had the patience for reading books unless they're like really short fiction novels that just gotta pull you in and then you're done with them. Um, so let's see, I read um, Cassandra Speaks or I listened to Cassandra Speaks um, with my best friend from high school. We started a new tradition this year where we are gifting one another a book for our birthdays 
And then we're kind of doing like a, a book club with ourselves. So I found, um, I'm going to have to look up. Oh, it's by Elizabeth Lesser. Um, I heard her internet interviewed on Brene Brown's podcast. And I was instantly like, I bought the book, bought the book, sent it to my best friend. Because that's actually her area of study. And so we, yeah, we listened, um, or we, we read the book together and then we chatted, gosh, I think we chatted for like three hours about that and other life things. Cause we've been friends for so long. Um, but yeah, that was just a really cool experience. I have also started listening to, um, president Barack Obama's new book, um, on audible. It's like 30 hours long. So it's going to take me a little while to get through, through that. So yeah. Do you finish books that you start? Always. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> but and I mean, I'm like I'm like in the middle. Like I will finish most, but I do give myself permission to not finish should it not be worth my time. Yes, I I always have to finish them. But the thing is, is that I may not start them for a long time. So I may like collect a lot of books and may not start them. But once I start them, I have to finish. And Goldie, don't you remember? You had to give me permission to put a book down when we were in California <laughs> last year because it was just like. It was like this autobiography or something about it. Someone I just did not like resonate with at all. It, like the book went in a completely different direction. And you were like, just stop reading it. Just <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> Nobody will know. You still feel bad about it. <laughs> all right, Holly, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, goodness. Um, so my kids will be teenagers by then. Whew, that's, that's strange to think about. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I have I have travel goals, I have life and career goals. Um, I have done quite a bit in um, chiropractic leadership, maybe from from being a student um, to having some unique experiences within some state and national associations. And so I really want to build upon that and want to build out, you know, my own thought leadership on, on where I stand in the chiropractic profession and where we're moving forward. Um, so I definitely feel like I want others to be able to know my name for that in 10 years. Holly, why did you want to start a podcast? I had this idea to start a podcast like two or three years ago, and I went out and bought, ordered all the equipment. And um, as I alluded to before, I'm an obliger. So nobody else was there to be like, hey, when's that podcast coming out or, you know, whatever. So I've had lots of podcast ideas over the years. Um, and this one just kind of landed in our lap. So that's why we said it was an easy yes for all of us. <laughs> Holly, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Oh, this is a good question. I wish I had known how to pay ourselves early on in those early years and how to object, objectively manage our cash flow in our business. Because I realized after implementing a system like Profit First, um, which we, um, we did four years ago, just how much we wasted those early years. Like we were working really hard to be successful 
And not to say that we, you know, did anything wrong or that we shouldn't have done those things or anything like that, but there was just so much, we could have been so much more successful so much faster if we knew the key things we really needed to be spending our time and money on. So, um, I mean, that's why I'm so passionate about helping people now. Like you don't need to go and like double your student loan debt and take out this huge business loan to start a practice. Um, and you have to pay yourself from day one and you have to save for your taxes from day one. You have to get out of the survival trap mindset that, oh, I'm just gonna spend all that money and all my expenses and I'm not gonna have to pay any taxes. Like, no, you just have to plan for it. So I think that's definitely, if I could have known about Mike McCallowitz back in 2011, <laughs> Holly, where is the most interesting place you've been? most interesting place so i already shared my big rio story <laughs> well, that was about doing something very daring yeah although that <laughs> sounds interesting yeah well i mean that was actually my first time out of the country was going to brazil and um i i feel like it was just interesting to me because it was that kind of classic like culture shock like just seeing um, you know, the favelas, the third world country areas, and just seeing things that like I had just literally never seen before. And I remember a moment um, when we were on like a tour guide bus and, you know, we're just pulling up into traffic, like more in the city area and how like communal and how social it was for people driving around. Like everybody just had their windows down and they're yelling and honking at each other. And like communication just flowed so freely. And I'm like coming from a place like if somebody pulls up next to you and rolls their window down, like something is wrong. Like <laughs> we do not need to talk to each other while we are driving, right? So <laughs> um, I don't know. I have to. I have to default back to Brazil for the most interesting place that I've been. Um, you know, when I've been to places like um, to Europe or you know even some places in the Caribbean, like that are very tourist oriented, like that just felt like at home and it was like, or what I expected it to be. But Brazil just kind of like knocked it out of the park with things I'd never seen before. All right, Holly, what's one thing that can instantly make your day better? There's, I feel like there's a couple different ways that I could go with this question. I really like taking naps. <laughs> And I just, you know, I kind of get to that point where I was like, okay, I just need like a little tiny mini reset of the day and I will wake up and feel better. On the off chance, sometimes it makes me a little bit more groggy, but I feel like it just makes me a better mom and wife <laughs> if I could just have a little bit of quiet time um, to make my day better. But I also do enjoy, you know, the sunshine and just going out and getting some fresh air too. So, yeah. Simple stuff. It's so simple. Like I don't, I don't, you know, need to win the lottery or something like that. <laughs> well, that would make my day better. <laughs> Just for a minute. Oh, that was so fun to hear all about Holly. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we will be back with our our last interview. Yes, where we interview you, Dr. Sarah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on the Cairo Mom Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear our next episode. And follow us on Instagram at Cairo Mom Podcast.